Vegetarian Zen, episode number 42. Larissa, why are you going to Scarborough Fair? Because I need some parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. Okay. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Zeners, welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicky. This is Larissa. And we... <laughs> I had no idea what that intro was about, to tell you the truth. And Larissa and I, she made me Google Simon and Garfunkel Scarborough Affair because I had no idea what that was. It just floors me. She's gotten this far in life and grew up when she did, and she's never heard Scarborough Affair. I, I, I've never been a Simon and Garfunkel fan, to tell you the truth. Yeah, well, okay. So anyway, <laughs> but, but, but it, it sounded does funny. T- well, yeah. I love your reaction. Okay. <laughs> and that was genuine. It that was. was. You should have seen her face. <laughs> anyway, anyway. so it, Welcome back. You're right. And that song does relate to what we're talking about today. So, yes. So it makes sense. Yes. In today's episode of the Vegetarians in Podcast, we will be giving you a high-level overview of herb gardening because it's what we're about to do. Right. Larissa has killed a lot of things. <laughs> plants, not yeah. humans or animals. Yeah, I guess I should clarify. Yeah. Okay. She's killed a lot of plant life. But the one thing that she's done a pretty good job of is her herbs. Right. I They're harder to... I, now, I have killed... Quite a few of those, too. I'm not going to lie. No. Um, and the herbs inside don't do so well. We're going to get into that. but Right. <laughs> yeah. Larissa's got these nice, this nice little herb garden going right now. So she wants to share some of the things mm-hmm. that she's done to keep that alive and thriving. Right. But first, but, I think we have a couple of updates, right? Uh, we do. Um, we've got a couple of days coming up this week that could be fun, I think. Especially Monday, April 7th, is No Housework Day. Yes! But quite honestly, we don't do housework. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and now, it's not to say that we have like a horrible, messy house. No. We have someone come in and we help do. us out. <laughs> we, we are so busy with... So my full-time job and then Larissa works like so much on the podcast and the website that we decided that was one of the things we were going to outsource, the housework. And because we have a pretty big house for the mm-hmm. two of us and to do all the vacuuming and all that stuff. But we hired a green cleaners and we were even thinking about doing a show about green cleaning because right. we've had some folks ask us some questions about that. And so we hired a company that specializes in green cleaning. So they come right. in and they use natural products that don't have any chemicals. Right, right. They're... they're environmentally friendly yeah um so anyway that's on monday the 7th and then friday the 10th of april is love your pet day yay oh yay and of of course that's every day i know but we should do something special like get them a toy or something right a new toy so i'll have to make a foray out to uh pet smart or somewhere and and look for some stuff yeah, Jake just came into the room, so I think he approves. I guess so. I think he heard talks of so. toys. Jake is our cat. One of them. The man of the house. <laughs> <laughs> Debatable. 
Um, uh, yeah, that's true. And I just, I'm just, i just learning how to knit, so maybe I can knit some uh, cat toys or something at some point. Oh, I thought you were going to say... Not by out- Friday. I thought you were going to say an outfit or something. I was going to say, oh, he oh, would no. love that, wouldn't he? <laughs> um, and then what do we have on Saturday? Saturday we have two yes. days. So Saturday we have walk on your wild side day. Nice. sounds fun. Yeah. And crazy. And something that should be filmed. Or not? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> She's giving me this look. <laughs> and then we also have my one of my favorites, which is grilled cheese sandwich day. Or if you're vegan, grilled vegan cheese day. Right. Which would still be potentially delicious. Yes. <laughs> okay. So uh, that is all we have for updates this week. So should we move into our main topic? I think we should do that. All right. So as we get started, let's talk a little bit about how you've even built this garden, just like the uh, structure of it, because you've you've had some indoors before, which you have managed to kill. Right. <laughs> I think they committed suicide. Uh, yeah. I, you, know. well, you put them on that. I tease her about this baker's rack of death because it's right <laughs> by the, uh, you know, I don't know. It's right by the doors as you go out to our backyard. But for some reason, when she puts a plant there, it's... We forget about it. I right. don't know what it is, but it right. ends up like, I think a couple of them even disappeared. Like, they <laughs> died so badly. You didn't even, they, just, they, were, they were gone. gone. Yeah, they were just gone. There's like an oh. empty pot. Oh. Um, well, <laughs> and one of the thing, one of the factors, one of the things that, that um, factors into that is not, not plants disappearing, but dying <laughs> is that uh, there's no, when you have plants inside, especially herbs, you really need to have them in a sunny window, preferably with a southwest exposure, south or southwest. And that is not. That's no. east. That's due yeah, east. Yeah, you're right. And there. there's not a lot of sun that no, hits that rack not. either. Right. But you have done an amazing job with the herbs that you have out there now because they survived. Winter. They, yeah. They Well, they've survived some harsh weather. Right. So we've had some really hot summers um you've had it up for what a year so we had a couple of hot summers Mm -hmm. right or i mean one well one one hot summer and then one winter it's so hard though here because in san antonio because we're hot most of the time so the summer season technically is like you know any summer season but here it's hot probably it's probably hot for nine months yeah exactly uh but anyway yeah so i planted what most of what i have out there now i planted last uh summer or last late last spring. And I've got most everything still. Now I have lost some here and there, you know, and you and there are a lot of herbs that are annuals, so they're meant to be replaced every year. And we'll talk about annuals and perennials in, in just a minute. But um, a lot of them are not meant to last beyond a year. And then there are some that do. And but it's funny because of the way our weather is here and because I protected them when it was cold and we made sure that they had plenty of water. I do have some that are technically annuals that are still there from last year. Well, we even have some plants that were like that for a while right. up in the front in our flower boxes. Right. Right. Now they are kind of stringy now because they're, they're kind of leggy, but, but, um, they're, but they're still alive. There, so <laughs> and Vicky's clinging onto them like grim death. She's like, no, don't die. Hang in there. Hang in there. But You've done so well. So funny. She always teases me. She says, if you kill any more plants, you're not allowed to grow any more plants. No more plants. <laughs> but with these, I've done pretty well. So we've got what what we have in the back is something that I found online last year because we can't 
can't plant in the ground here. Well, I mean, we could technically, but our soil is really clay. Like, I mean, it's got a lot of clay in it and it's really hard to grow stuff in this. I mean, our soil in our yard is so bad. If you dig down under the grass and just pick up a handful of dirt, you can close your hand around it and open it and it stays. Oh, yeah. It's like it's just like clay, like modeling clay. It's that bad. So it's really not conducive to growing a lot of things. And then the other thing is we didn't want to go to the expense of digging beds and having to maintain those and, you know, do the borders and everything. And we didn't want to dig up the grass that is so hard to grow around here. And so we, I looked online to find some raised um, boxes that have legs, and I found some. I bought two last year. They are in our backyard under our living room windows, and they're the company is called Gronomics, and they these are let's see, twenty four by forty eight inches. So it's twenty four inches um, wide and 48 long and then I don't remember the depth I think it's like two feet so it's not really deep so it's not something that you can plant a lot of different vegetables in because most vegetables need a long uh deeper they need to be planted deeper yeah but it's perfect for herbs it's perfect for herbs um I did try some peppers last year they didn't really make it uh very well but the herbs have just been great last year I did I when I got the first box, I did a blog post where I took pictures of assembling it because it comes in a box, you know, and, and it's solid wood. It's really good quality, but you just have to assemble it. And I thought, okay, I don't know how hard this is going to be. So I'll take pictures of each step. So I did. And it's so easy to assemble. I did it myself. Vicki was at work. Um, one person can easily do it. No, heavy machinery or tools needed and um they just turned out great and they weathered the summer they weathered the winter with rain and ice and and hot and heat and they're great so we're going on season two with them now yeah they look really nice in the backyard and they look good from inside looking Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. right and the birds like to perch on them when there's out they're out of seed in the feeders they'll perch on them and kind of look in like Beat us. Yeah. So, so go to our website, and Larissa, as she mentioned, has a whole post on how she put that together. Right. And I'm actually going to do an update post for this year um, and do a p- kind of a planting post because this post that I did last year was just assembly of the box and talking about the box and this, the quality of it and the structure and everything. But this one that I'm going to do coming up this coming week is actually a planting post. So I'll go into more details and with pictures about planting. Okay, so let's talk about the difference between, you already talked a little bit about annuals versus perennials. Can you talk a little bit about that? Right. Well, um, like I said, I'm going to do a um, caveat before this. I am not a gardening expert. I'm not a master gardener. I've never taken classes. I have a high kill rate, but, you know, I learn. (laughs) I learn as I go. Yeah, and that's kind of the theme with us, right? I mean, that's why we share stuff, because we kind of are the crash test dummies for some of the stuff <laughs> right. and and we just learn over time how to do it so we're just right. normal people no right no special training on no. this but um no. have figured out what works right so that said um th- i'm just sharing with you some things that i've learned and um i would and and with that said also i would love tips and suggestions from any of you. I know that a lot of our listeners have gardens and do gardening, and I would love, 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 love anything that you might have to suggest to me based on this. Now, you know, we have, we all live in different zones, um, but 
just general gardening tips, anything you think of, anything that I'm saying wrong, please correct me or give me some tips. I would love it. All right, so let's talk about annuals and perennials when it comes to herbs. Annuals, of course, are something that usually last just one growing season. And then perennials are something, are types of plants that come back year after year. What about some examples? Okay, with herbs... Annuals usually will last one growing season, which would be either spring, summer, or fall. Um, but here, you can get maybe two, maybe even three here, depending on the on the temperatures. So one to four months. So we're talking about basil, the different types of basil, um, coriander, which is also cilantro, uh, dill, oregano, chamomile, and summer savory. Those are some good examples of um, annuals. Now... That said, I have oregano in my box back in the backyard that is from last spring that is just all over the place. It is. And it didn't really take off. It kind of died back a little bit over the winter, but we've had some rain. We've had a couple weeks with some really, really rainy days. And that stuff is like, boom, just mushroomed. And uh, so I'm really happy about that because I was planning, I'm going to replant some of the things that died off, but I won't, I don't think I'll have to do oregano because I've got two different kinds and it's great. Um, And then uh, cilantro, I didn't have too much luck with last year because it doesn't like really hot weather. Um, I know, but I love cilantro. So hopefully we'll try try it again. again. Yeah. Okay. And then perennials, like, as we said, come back year after year. So examples are chives, parsley, and that parsley out there lasted over the winter. It did not die. I mean, I would have thought it would have at least like died and then come back. No, it's still out there. And of course, it's taking off now. So chives, parsley, sage. I have some really sad looking sage out there, which I need to kind of encourage. Uh, Sweet marjoram, thyme. I've got two different kinds of thyme out there right now. Rosemary, peppermint. I do have rosemary. I do have peppermint. Um, cat, no, I have spearmint. Uh, catnip, lemon balm, and lavender. And I have a lavender plant, which is really starting to bush out some. Oh, that's good because you can make good tea from that. Yes, yeah. And uh, But the woody ones, the ones with woody stems like rosemary and lavender – uh, should be pruned back by about a third in the fall to kind of help encourage growth in the spring. The one thing about herbs that, that I really like is that they are so good in containers. Now, this these boxes that we have out here are containers. You know, they're big boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also do pots or you can do window boxes. And the good thing about containers is that you can keep them close to your kitchen even if they're not inside. I mean, you can do it inside, but it takes some skill to to keep them alive inside. But you can keep them on a porch or patio like we have some, and you can put them on window boxes if you can open your kitchen window and put a window box outside of it and then just raise your window, snip, 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 and, and then um, you're ready to cook. Yeah, and the good thing about containers, too, is that you can move them around if you need to. Uh, ours, you really can't because it's, it's set, you know. The herb well, bar, well but, yeah, the, the big box, yeah. Mm-hmm. But we do have some smaller pots uh-huh. that we can move around. Right. Um, and that's good because you can move them inside for cold weather. Yeah. Which we've done. And you can also move them to take advantage of rain or sun and shade if you need to move them for that. Uh, we do when whenever we get because in the summer we have so little rain here that when it does rain 
we will all run outside on the patio in the back patio, which is covered, and I'll take all the plants and I'll move the pots out into the yard and the hanging ones too, and they'll get some good rain. And then you also want to use larger containers whenever possible. So you use the largest size that you can accommodate. Um, now, you know, if you live in a really small apartment, you have a really small porch, you might not be able to have huge ones, but use the largest size that you can accommodate. Yeah, and you can plant several herbs in one in one pot, right? Mm-hmm. You don't right. want to cram it, but you can right. you can uh, plant several together. Right, you can definitely. And the reason that you want to use larger containers is herbs will do better in them because they hold a larger volume of your potting matrix, and it'll stay moist longer. Herbs don't like wet feet; they don't like their roots to be like soaking wet. So you want to maintain a nice, even, moist soil. But And if you have a really small pot, then you tend to overwater it and just like dump water in there until it's like completely saturated and floating. But then it takes a while for that to dry out because it's a very condensed bit of soil. So larger pots are better. So you mentioned planting matrix. Mm-hmm. Talk, talk a little bit about that. Okay, well... I don't use garden soil. Um, You know, we don't plant in the ground here, but you can also, when you go to the garden store or Lowe's or wherever you get your plant stuff, uh, you can buy bags of garden soil, just regular soil. You can buy potting mix. I don't use either one of those. I used to. I used to use potting mix, just the potting soil. And that's potting soil that you buy in the store is lighter because it's got uh, like vermiculite or um, um, uh, it's got some lighter materials mixed in it to make it more suitable for pots. But I make my own now. I read last year when I was setting up these boxes, a way to make, make it without having to buy the, the potting soil that has added um, chemical fertilizers and, and stable things like that in it. Yeah. You don't want that. No. So what I do is I make a mixture of cocoa fiber or uh, or coconut fiber and organic compost. Now, coconut fiber is that stuff that you see in hanging baskets Mm -hmm. sometimes that that it's it looks like from a coconut shell. You know, the outside of a coconut shell is like, right. Yeah. Um, Well, cocoa fiber is actually a byproduct and it's better than peat. A lot of people will use peat. Peat has been used for years as a non-soil alternative or a soil additive. But peat is um, using peat is damaging to the environment because peat is harvested from bogs, and when you harvest that, it's it damages those ecosystems. So you don't want to do that. So I use cocoa fiber instead, and all the cocoa fiber does is it lightens up the mixture it makes it kind of fluffier Mm -hmm. um and then what i mix it in is organic compost which i do buy at the store because we don't have a composter i would love to have a composter we just don't have uh we can't do that right now right where we are so i just buy good organic compost at the gardens center i'll mix two parts of the cocoa fiber and one part of compost and fill that in to my pots or the boxes and then um, plant in that. And it's nice and light 
It holds water well. It drains well. So I think it's a good it's a good mix. Now, question: Have you had any problems with bugs? You know, I I have more so on tomato plants and peppers than when I was trying those, and I've never had good luck with that. No, um, the tomatoes. I did years ago, but not since we've been here. Yeah, the tomatoes you've tried it a couple of times, and it hasn't worked out. Yeah, and I they've just been very buggy, and I mean, I have had aphids. Um, then I just had ones that just didn't thrive, and I don't know. I have yet to figure that out. I will figure it out because I really want to do that. Yeah, I will figure it out. So there's a good there's a good uh, place where if anyone has some good tips, yeah. organic, of course. Right. We don't we're not we don't want any sort of chemicals right to to be sprayed on right. the stuff. So uh, if you have any sort of natural tips, mm-hmm. we would very much welcome that. Right, particularly if you live in the same zone that we are. Yeah, exactly. That um, you would be dealing with the same types of. Right. bugs that we would right but one, one more thing i wanted to say about the uh the cocoa f- fiber is i buy it in condensed bricks it's very um compact they're very tight bricks and the way that you use it is you just put a brick in a, a big container because and you want a big container because it expands and then you add water and it'll tell you on the package that you get it how much water I don't remember I think it's a gallon per brick and then you just soak it for 30 minutes to an hour and the stuff just expands it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy to watch it it's <laughs> that'd be really kind of cool. cool I want to see that yeah I'll show it to you it's really cool I'll be all playing with it in the right. bathtub <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that would be a mess. Um, and then you just scoop it out and mix it with your compost and, you know, fill your fill your beds. Um, and as I said, again, I don't use commercial potty mixes because I don't want the chemical fertilizers that they put in them. I used to use them, but I just choose not to do that anymore. All right. Well, that is pretty much our garden in a nutshell. And uh, I love, I got to tell you, I love it when we're cooking and you go out to snip some of the of the herbs into the stuff we're cooking. That's it's just so gratifying, you know. It it's, really is. It's really fun to do too, um, and it just somehow tastes better. <laughs> yeah, well, and knowing that it's something that we grew ourselves, even if it's just a little bit, you know, it's not. We're not eating everything that we grew ourselves. I mean, we're not. We're, it, we're not growing everything that we eat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. That. Uh, right. So, but it is, it is very gratifying and it's, it's fun to go out there and, and snip what you need and just yeah. chop it up and put it in there. Yeah. And maybe we'll have luck with vegetables later down the we line. We will. Yeah. We will have luck with vegetables okay. later. Okay. We'll figure it out. You know me, once I get set on something. Oh, I know. Right. Uh, yeah. Only for 12 years. I know. Hence my knitting <laughs> class last week. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, uh, if you have any questions, um, if you have any suggestions, please send us a voicemail or email. Let us know. Sounds good. Right. Let's move into the recipe of the week. Cause this involves involves one of your herbs. It does. Uh, one of my favorite ones actually. And this is a recipe. It's a cookie recipe. And you can either use, okay, well, let me tell you the name of it. It's my recipe, and it's called Eat em Upside Down Lemon Cookies. The reason I say that is because they're sprinkled with lemon juice. So if you turn it upside down when you eat it, 
then you get this awesome burst of like sour lemony yum on your tongue and it's sprinkled with lemon juice and sugar so it's kind of a sweet and sour kind of thing you can make them two ways you can either use lemon juice when you're mixing the dough or you can use chopped fresh lemon balm which is an herb and that's what i use and it's so good it is awesome and when she told me eat it upside down i was like what meat go upside down uh <laughs> Just picture no, you standing it, in the corner on your head. Turn it upside down, and right. so I did, and it it is really good, and it does totally have that that sweet and sour kind of mm-hmm. taste. And uh, but when if you use the lemon balm, um, you can use you can kind of adjust it to your taste. But it's nice you just chop it, but then you get these little flecks of of green you know leaves in your cookies. And I know that sounds kind of crazy, but I mean you chop it really fine. But it's kind of it's really interesting. And Lemon Mom has really, really good flavor. So that'll be uh, our recipe this week. All right, let's move into the quote of the week. And I'm going to let you say this one because you found this one. Okay, well, I actually have two. Oh, that's right. Uh, So the first one is by a British, British, okay, tongue twister, British (laughs) cellist. cellist. British cellist. Say that five times fast. Um. Leave us a a voicemail saying that five times fast. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be cool. That would be. We'll make it into like a, everybody who does that, we'll put it like into a, um, like Uh, a loop kind of thing. Yeah. Um, But anyway, her name is Jacqueline Dupre and she actually passed away in 1987. But one of the things that she said was, the intense perfumes of the wild herbs as we trod them underfoot made us feel almost drunk. I just thought that was so It cool. is. It's very poetic. Isn't it? It's just, I mean, just, just think of that. Close your eyes and just think about that feeling. Well, and here's the thing with herbs, too, is that when you think about not eating meat anymore, not really staying away from a lot of the dairy, a lot of times people think our diet is very bland. Mm-hmm. And herbs can add a lot of pizzazz to your cooking. Right. Right. And I mean, you can if you're watching your salt intake, you can even add more herbs and you'll have that flavor without the extra salt. If you're watching that, if you've got yeah, high blood pressure. That's gr- that's a great point, because I that's another place where I need to improve my diet is not as much not using as much salt. Right. Or you have another quote. I do have another quote. Charlemagne, of course, was the king of the Franks and the Holy Roman Emperor in the late 7th century, early 8th century. And what he said was that herbs are the friend of the physician and the pride of cooks. Yes. Very simple, very elegant, very true. Yes. We talk a little bit, we've talked a little bit in the past about some of the healing qualities of some of the herbs. Maybe we need to do a broader show about that also i think that's a good idea yeah because there there really are a lot of health benefits we were just talking about lavender tea uh, peppermint has Mm -hmm. some good uh right digestive qualities and right yeah so maybe we should do that right and you know i think that's a good angle because when we did the last one it was when i was so sick and we talked about things like antibacterial and anti, you know, healing, things like that. But we didn't really talk about um, things for like upset stomach and and so peppermint or ginger or things like that. So that might be a good kind of little spin on that. Yeah. Okay, Larissa, well, we're just about ready to wrap up, but let's uh, leave the folks with some call to action. Okay. 
All right, so we've talked a little bit about it already, but we'd love to hear from you all uh, if you want to have any gardening tips to share with us, particularly because what we've shared today works here in South Texas and in our little garden, but certainly, you know, all over the country, folks have different weather to deal with, different types of pests to deal with, and, right. you know, so it's... Uh, it would be very helpful if you could call in or share on our Facebook page any tips that you have to offer. I'm sure others would appreciate that as well. Right, I, definitely. Um, I know we have quite a few people out in California. We've got some people on the East Coast who listen to us. And those... Um, very different very weather. Different, very different climate, very different soil conditions. So I think that would be great. Yeah. And as always, we will have all of the resources we've mentioned in our show notes for this particular episode. Please feel free to leave us a comment there or voicemail on our website. And if you have just a minute, we would be so grateful if you would head out to iTunes and leave us a rating. The ratings help us. Uh, in iTunes and they help us as iTunes is just like a search engine in a way. And so when people leave ratings and comments, it really helps to boost us up in, in their uh, categories. And so other people can find us. Right. So that would be perfect. We would really appreciate that. Okay. Well, I think that does it for our show today on to episode 43. We are closing in on episode 50 and Larissa and I have already talked about doing something special for our 50th. Mm -hmm. So you'll have to tune in and see what it is. Yep. All right. Until then, peace out. Bye. Hey, Veg Centers. Thanks so much for joining us today. Please be sure to visit our website at www.vegetarianzen.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Vegetarian Zen or on Twitter at Vegetarian Zen. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.